With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blog Talk Radio. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. Winging it. I'm winging it in motor. Winging it. Talented Maria, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. Best day ever, really. And we've Maria, got the Maria. the also wonderfully talented and uh, tall Graham. How, you, how are you? Um, I'm not bad. I have children, so I'm sick. Oh, yeah, that, that happens. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty amazed. I, I got over a cold in like one week, which has been uh, four years I've had kids. So, uh, the uh, the last person is uh, the also wonderfully talented. We've wonderfully talented people here. Um, Kyle, how the hell are you, man? Hey, I'm pretty good. Just uh, ready for this uh, this week to be over with. Work has been pretty crazy, so just ready to have my weekend. Right on. So, uh, okay, let's get let's get it out of the way earlier. Uh, what's everybody going to do for Halloween? What are your plans? Uh, take my kids out, uh, have a flask on me, and then driveway yeah. drink when we get home. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. A flask. American, I got that yeah, up. Canadian here. I'm sorry. Are you dressing up at all or just kids? No, just the kids. No, I, uh, I oh, have... Oh, yeah. um, well, I mean, you know, after I spend the ridiculous amount of money on costumes that I do because my kids all need to be Disney things. Um, I just, I'll just put on a, a hat and just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a, a different guy. My kids don't know, so they, it doesn't I, matter. I am uh, having a party at my house. Um, we have ordered a keg of uh, Angry Orchard. And we are going to have beverages, and I'm probably not. There's a hockey game tomorrow, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to even understand that. But, eh, you know. What are you doing? What's your costume going to be, Kyle? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be actually an anime princess. Um, It's going to be pretty awesome. There will be pictures on Twitter. 
at some point. So uh look forward to that, I guess. Excellent. What's your anime princess name or just anime princess? Um, I haven't given it a name yet, but I don't know. I don't I don't know. Butters is gonna be a hot dog. That's awesome. Uh you should be yeah. princess Akushan. Yeah, I like it. It's a real good. It, uh, it basically it means butterface. That's rude. <laughs> oh I'm just saying it'd be uh, pretty perfect there. What about you, Maria? Oh. Um, Blanca and I are going to be the mask and Cameron Diaz. Nice. And I'm gonna be the mask, and he's gonna be Cameron Diaz. Oh, that's mm. hot. Uh, so yeah, God. he's shaving his beard tomorrow, and that's gonna be really strange for me. Ew! Keep it. What the hell's wrong with him? No, no. I, we're we're there. The place where we're going, the price is like it's like a couple's costume, and it's a oh, trip okay. to Costa Rica. So firmly believe we can win this. So nice. I got him like right, a perfect yeah. wig, and he's wearing heels and a dress, and you know, shaving everything, and it'll be worth it. Everything, huh? Everything. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, and I get oh, yeah. to shave yep. him with my left hand because I broke my hand, so that's going to be really exciting. What did you do? Wow. Yeah, what did you do? I, I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I no, think I broke last my hand. night was pretty awesome. So did yeah, you, it was. you punch a hole in the door? Because um, that's a grand thing. It's more of a me thing. That's, yeah, it's the first Dude, goal. Like, I punched a hole and broke my hand. That picture of Pebble Datsuk uh, no, and four—that picture of Pebble Datsuk entering the zone with four capitals all around him—I want that tattooed to my back. That's that's so pretty, isn't it? That is like my most favorite thing. It's just gorgeous. Because was gonna have to. That was my favorite part. It's like oh. It's one on four. Okay, this will be fun. Because the, the one that was actually in front of Datsuk was uh, was Brooks Orpheus. So it's like, oh, yeah, he got this. Yeah, he knew it. The Red Wings defenseman? Yep, every single one of them. That is a beautiful statistic. I love you. He makes, yeah, 5 million cap it, and Tron will make 4.75. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you go by how much he actually gets paid, Tron will make $6 million this year. But still, whatever that 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 number doesn't count. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know the money really. What about that one? I thought it was period. JJ, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm also taking my kids out trick or treating. We are. Nice. Uh, let's see. We've got the oldest one is going to be Anna, of course. Um, uh-huh. The younger girl is going to be Belle. And the boy is going to be uh, just a skeleton. Beautiful. And my my costume for tomorrow is it's ancient Greece. I'm going to have a t-shirt with a cigarette rolled up in the sleeve. I'm going to roll, slick my hair back, and then I'm going to tow a, a laurel <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, yeah they're doing Oh my this, gosh. They pick a theme in my office every year, and so they pick like I got outvoted, and they picked Greece because they're all old and stupid. <laughs> so I don't want to. I didn't want to do that. So 
I figure, might as well. I'll get some laughs out of it. And I get to wear a toga. Yeah, why not? Toga, toga. I like cord stuff on my desktop, and everything opened oh. up, and all of the videos played, all of the music was going on. It was crazy. But hockey. <laughs> yeah, hockey. That's yeah. a good topic. I like it. So, yeah, after the uh, two periods of just abject frustration last night, uh, Wednesday night, for those who listen this late, and then my Babcock puts together the circus line. Uh, it's still 2.0, right? And yeah. uh, immediately pays dividends. Uh, Justin Aldecator, two goals, including the game winner. And Pablo Datsuk breaks the, the power play schneid. It was just a a good ending to a, a game that the Red Wings might not have deserved to win, but they probably did after yeah. the referee. It seems like they've been like they win lately. They've been winning games off of like I like to say uniforms and fairy dust. Then you know what? That's okay with me for now. Yeah, I mean, bake the points now while you can get them. I mean, right? You look at it this way: they probably should, they shouldn't have beaten Pittsburgh. They did. They should have beaten Philly. They didn't. They honestly last night really could have gone either way. I mean, the first period was. It was fairly even. Um, the second period, wings were awful. And then the third period, they yeah, were very good. So, yeah, you know, they could have gotten one point out of it. But they're, it's funny, after those three games, if you had said, hey, they're going to win two, you'd, you'd take it. But you just would, you'd think yeah, that they'd absolutely. lose probably the Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. I think the most, like, aside from that subtle Zetterberg, like, neutral zone pass that was just gorgeous, that – Gustav Nyquist goal, like that shit was, I don't know. It was like, uh, it was like better than the Mona Lisa. It was just beautiful, um, <laughs> and yeah, it couldn't have come <laughs> at a better time for him. Like he just, you know, he had a couple of couple of games where he wasn't really putting anything up, and uh, he just goes in there and he shows some patience and just whacks it out of the mid, out of a rebound and just something something gorgeous. Yeah, it was it was nice because, I mean, uh, goal scorers by nature are very streaky. So the fact that he hadn't scored right, in four yeah. games, I mean, wasn't the end of the world. But what I've noticed, uh, or what I had noticed, is that he wasn't getting a ton of good scoring chances. So it's not like yeah. you're thinking, oh man, he's he's going to get one. He's due. It was more like, ooh, he's he's pressing. Like he looks like he's pressing. And then, you know, yesterday. Uh, you know, he got that play. And as soon as he made the first save, I mean, I if I had had time to react before he put the rebound in, I would have been like, oh, seriously, he finally gets a good chance and the goalie makes a good save. But, mm-hmm. no, that'll be good. I think if he can just settle into some consistency, he should be fine. Right. But that Dadsuk-Zetterberg applicator line was, I mean, was phenomenal. I know. It's beautiful. Like, And here's the thing. It's like, Justin Advocator is one of those players that obviously I'm always really hard on just because, you know, he's, you know, he, I don't think he's a first-line player, and I still don't think he is, because, but, you know, he's, what has he got, five goals now, I think? You know, that's that's pretty damn good, man. I mean, he's on, he's on, he's on pace to be better, you know, to be consistently improving every season, and, uh, wow, I just can't wait for that contract extension. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh God. Lord help us all. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to eat some some big old serious dukes on uh, Justin Applicator actually breaking twenty goals or hell getting to heaven even for the time in his career. I think um, he's gonna score twenty this year and that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, twenty exactly. And it's all because of Pavlovich. <laughs> I think and the uh, yeah. scored his first point last season of his uh, his Norris winning season. How about that? On the power play, no less. Yeah, how about that? Kyle Quincy got one too. Isn't that? How about that? Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that one doesn't count though. He's been okay. You know what? He's been fine. Like, I have no complaints no. with him. Like, as far as as far as the defense goes, like. I, uh, I mean, obviously with with the obvious issues that there might be, um, they've been pretty pretty decent. So, I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, Kaplan's it's been a really nice surprise. But mm-hmm. I do want to to point out on that point that he scored, absolutely the the Kyle Quinciest way for him to have scored it, because <laughs> uh, that's a loose puck in the the zone. That comes yeah. up to Kyle Quincy. De Kaiser lets Quincy have it because Quincy's got the the inside angle on the shot. He doesn't have to bring it back to his forehand. Uh, he throws right. it at the net and it gets before it even gets to the circle. And then uh, Marcus Johansson can't handle the the, the puck off his teammate. And uh, it's an advocate that got to it, right? Yep. Yeah, Abdulka gets to it and he chucks it down to, to Nyquist and the Nyquist does his magic. So. Uh, Kyle Quincy got the got the point for being the luckiest player on the ice for that play. Right. He got a shot blocked and he got a point for it. But hey, whatever it, it counts. And, and like I said, he's actually been good, so I'm, I'm not complaining about yeah, that. He's, defensively, he's been pretty solid. I've really liked how Babcock has been using the defense this year too. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew that he was going to shelter Kendall no matter what, and he has been. And Kendall, uh, to his credit, has responded pretty well to that sheltering. Uh, He's been, I, actually, I mean, you know, it, go go ahead. Um, yeah. The experience that Tim Smith got on the top of last year is really helping him on to look a lot more calm. Uh, yeah. Kendall gets a little jitter with the puck, and Smith isn't. I mean, He's very confident mm-hmm. and capable there, so I, I really like that pair. Uh, Quincy DeKaiser has you know, been playing basically the same role as they were last year when they were struggling. Um, I don't think they're actually winning the the possession battle, but honestly, I, I don't notice them playing badly outside of... I, I, okay, I thought DeKaiser was actually mm-hmm. bad last night, but that was his only bad game of the season. And uh, Cronwell yeah. Erickson, I expect a lot more... I expect them to be a lot shittier than they are because I think Erickson is is really streaky yeah, where he'll get dominant a... stretches. Yeah. But he yeah. handled himself pretty well last night too, so mm-hmm. I like it. Absolutely. I think uh I call Kindle and Smith the Corsi superstars because they're just a positive pair. They drive possession and they've done a really good job so far. So um I'm pleasantly surprised. I would say need more points if you get what's right. happening is, is right now the Red Wings are doing something held by by the 
Gutenberg. We don't expect that Gutenberg are, are going to falter that much, but there are going to be times when they're going to get shut down, and we need the death to, uh, to wake back up. We need Tatar to get over heaven. The yips, he missed that wide open that last night. Oh, uh, yeah. God, that was He'll so frustrating. Yeah, Yurko's He'll been begging out, bodies, man. but he hasn't been scoring. Uh, Shahan just isn't getting shots off. But he's he's playing good two way hockey. He's a passer, man. He he's a passer. But you know what's funny is that he's such an underrated shooter, in my opinion. He's got a great wrist shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that he uh, he picks up on that. But I mean, whatever. You know, everybody just needs to start shooting more. I think uh, the Red Wings need a shooter, and that needs to be Gustav Nyquist. He needs to just shoot the goddamn puck all the time. So yeah, I agree. And then the fourth line needs to needs to get going. They need goals. That they deserve <laughs> because they've been. I was playing like a, well, a they Scotty Bowman last night. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Russ, for for stealing a goal from my Drew Miller. Yeah, <laughs> Beautiful boy, robbed of his goal. <laughs> so, what do you think? <laughs> Should there be a coach's challenge on shit like that, or? Or an instant replay, or, or what? I don't know if I like a coach's <laughs> challenge, but I do like that. I think that every, like, I don't know about every goal, but every waved-off goal should automatically be reviewed. Like, like, automatically, no questions asked. doesn't matter if the call is right or wrong. It should be reviewed no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's, what's so I, ridiculous was, sorry, it was like, you know how Babcock sort of just went to Pierre Maguire, and he's like, was you know? Did he touch him? And it's so immediate that it's so hard to understand why. Right. They, like why the refs couldn't possibly do the same thing. Like have some sort of screen down there. They could just look at it quickly and be like, you know what? It's we made the wrong call. It's it seems silly. Yeah. See, I, I mean, I kind of went back and forth on it last night with the call, and I thought, you know, obviously last night it's super obvious that that shouldn't have been a penalty. That that should have led to goal. Although if you read Kerry Fraser's thing. Uh, it actually might have been problematic because they blew the whistle before the puck went in the net. So you mm-hmm. could have that as an issue too. But the only concern I would have would be what, and it's the same in football, what do you allow them to challenge? Because if it's if it's penalties, I mean, something like that last night, super obvious. But say you get the call the other night against Montreal, how are they supposed to, I mean, how do they review that? Like, you know, so I think you'd have to, and they probably would, you'd have to limit it to very specific situations that you can do, that are clearly obvious that you can figure out. You can't be like, hey, that wasn't a trip, and they're like, yeah, it kind of was, but not really, you know, like that you can't do. There's just no way. It's too subjective. Yeah, yeah. that's the tough thing, too, because <laughs> right now I like that hockey games take two and a half hours. Um, I think that allowing... Uh, a coach's challenge probably doesn't extend that out too far, so we could probably get away with it. But yeah, the we would just we might get more right, but I, I do think that there would be a lot more of the of the shit that you just can't challenge because it's too, just too subjective. Um, and I agree yeah. that they they wouldn't be able to have, like I don't think they would have overturned the no goal call on the the Datsuk goal against Montreal. Right. Um, right. Although I think if you do have a coach's challenge or if you do have a every scoring play gets reviewed or, or some rule like that, 
you can also tell the refs to because basically it's like what they're doing in football. Just go ahead and call everything a touchdown, and then we're going to review it anyway, so we'll know whether or not it's going to count. Um, that would have saved the the horrible, shitty people call off yesterday. Right. And yeah, like, as long as they still like have the thing. I mean, as long as they still have the intent to blow rule, though. The ref can essentially overrule anybody. He can always just say, "Well, fuck it, I intended to blow the whistle, and it doesn't count anyway, so so screw off." And I'm not sure that anything right. actually gets better. That's why, like I said today, I'm less worried about a coach's challenge or or shit like that than I am about. Uh, I'd like to hear the league kind of publicly say this guy screwed up and he's being punished for it. I want held accountable. I don't held personally, individually accountable. Yeah. Personally, I just think that any goal that's waved off should be automatically reviewed, and I think that'll kind of nix. I think that'll nix nix the issue. That's probably the best way to go about it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they should just have a way to, you know, to just review it and then, you know, yeah. make the call, but not just be like, oh, yeah. we screwed up, you know. Yeah. That's it. Right. Well, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, it turned out to not matter, so that's the best part. <laughs> it would have been nice yeah, to win five to two, but four to two is pretty cool. I was so convinced they were going to lose after that goal got turned off, like like called off. Yeah, I was too. I was waiting but for a really what? like a shitty call to go in the the cap saver too. Mm-hmm. That goal by Datsuk was just—I don't even know. Like, I don't know how he how he, like, threads it in like that. That's, I don't know if it was just luck or if it was just, like, I don't know, but it was fucking disgusting. No, it wasn't luck. That is what he did was when he got the pass back from Zetterberg, who was low in the corner, um, Datsuk started skating right towards the dot, and he waited for Orpik to cross in front of his own goalie, and then he shot it mm-hmm. immediately after he, uh, he finished uh, screening his own goalie. You know that's it's so funny that 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 um that it's like that because on when I did the thing for Russian Machine um the little interviews they had me do <laughs> the first thing I told them when they asked how are the Wings gonna win this game and I was like I don't know just get a good player out against Brooks Orpik and lo and behold <laughs> there you go that's how the Wings mm-hmm. won the game God what an awful fucking contract I love it. Yeah, no, I what is he ma- He's making like six something. Five. Five, but for a long five, time, right? He makes five. I, I think it's five over five. So, yeah. <laughs> almost as bad yeah. as even White's contract. Almost. Oh, shit. Are we allowed to talk about the Pittsburgh game some more because that was amazing? Yeah, let's, let's do it. We haven't talked yeah. in a while, so. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember, remember that, that game. I don't remember that game because as soon as we won, I just like went ballistic and just started. I don't know. I just kind of went into party mode. So it was a big game that we sh- that we should ha- should not have won. No, it was so good that I went and said, "I'm going to watch Root Sports," right? Because that's the kind of person I am. Like their highlight package. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of it, he goes. 
oh, it looks like their others just won the Stanley Cup. And he just sounds so upset. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I watched it like six times and just sort of like drank, sipped on my beer. And it was, oh, it was amazing. Oh, that's great. Y'all admit I do that. And I was, Pittsburgh's been like on fire ever since. So I stayed up late and I was like reading over at Pennsburg and at Pennsburg. Uh, just uh, to soak it in. <laughs> I've got a lot, lot better. There's about nothing you. better. Yeah, I, I'm not quietly lurking that though. Comment anymore? <laughs> you just let them. You let them fight each other, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so, so quick to turn on each other. It's so fantastic. Yeah, Pittsburgh fans and Boston fans are like, like a, they're super duper whiny, touchy, and invitey. It's right. Yeah. Whereas, like, get the, the like touchy inferiority complex, uh, like, like a wild Rangers fans. There's something bad about them. Mm-hmm. Like, a bunch of them, like, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. We're way better. <laughs> Cry, babies. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, it was that game. I, I I was. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's fine. Well, I'm thinking about it. I had painkillers and beer, and that's terrible. I broke my hand that night. Uh, that was when that game happened. Oh. It was really exciting. Uh, but I watched like the entire third period and overtime, like standing up, like half crying. I I don't know why. <laughs> So when that happened, Eric started filming me, and then I just, like, went crazy. Uh, it was amazing. That was great. That was like winning the film. <laughs> no, it was like, I remember tweeting out that, you know, just wait, there's going to be a false hope second goal we're going to score right now, and it's going to Break our hearts when the the comeback falls short. Then Setterberg scored that like two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh shit, don't do this to me, guys. Uh, yeah, because it's funny because I was like going into like super negative mode and like I was going to start you know the Babcock bash or something. And uh, then Zetterberg scored that goal and I was like oh whatever you assholes. And then uh, then they scored again and I was like God damn it I fucking love this team so much. <laughs> the Cronwell Selly where he just sort of opened his arms like he was the boss of the world. Oh, the the, the are you entertained pose? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, actually, it was funny. I can't. I was writing. I, can't I was writing the recap. Yeah. No, go ahead. I was writing the recap, and I with about five minutes left, I was sitting there thinking, okay, they're gonna lose. They suck, and I started to write it. You know, kind of like, oh, whatever, I don't care. They lose to Pittsburgh. It's not a big deal. Pittsburgh's good. And then Zetterberg scored, and I kind of, and I stopped because I started paying attention. And I, I had some, like, I had a whole bunch of observations that I was getting ready to go, and they were all negative. Like, fuck, the, you know, this guy needs to do this, and somebody needs to, like, they were all just not ripping, but just not positive. And then they tied it, and right. I deleted all of it. Except for the part that I started at the beginning, because I was like, you know what, this is this is where I was five minutes ago. I don't even care if they lose now. This is where I was five minutes yeah. ago, and now it's it's all different. They tied it. They got a point when they shouldn't have, and then they won. It's like, I love everybody. This is amazing. Here's what I was gonna say. Kisses, hugs, whatever. Here's my butt, whatever. 
<laughs> yeah, that's my favorite uh, favorite recaps of the season. No, yeah, so the Liz- or the, the Cronwell uh, celebration. It was actually uh, it was fuck you, Arm and Annie Eater. Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow they have the uh, the dreaded LA Kings, the uh, the defending champions, um, at home, and uh, they lost tonight three to nothing to Pittsburgh. Oddly enough, um, great. So. What do we feel for that game? Like, uh, I mean, we all know that Pavel Datsuk is better than Andre Kopitar, so we'll just nick that right now. Is Kopitar um, even playing? Yeah, he's playing. Um, okay. He's playing, but I think he's I think he's playing hurt. Um, so, who knows? Um, but uh, uh, I think. Uh, and it's quick tomorrow, right? Yeah, um, I haven't looked, but oh. I I would imagine yeah, Mar- it's probably gonna be quick. I can look I can look at I can look real quick if you want. Yeah. <clears throat> the Wings have been pretty good against Quick, uh, like always in general. Oh. Yeah, they yeah they Especially typically have. Yeah. Oh, I just remember that. But uh, I think here's the thing about the here's the thing about the King. They literally have one line that scores goals, and that is it. And it's that that seventies line that everybody rants and raves line. about. Yeah, the Pearson, uh, Carter, and uh, 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 what's the not Toffoli. Toffoli. Yeah, Toffoli. Um, which that line is amazing, and it's really good. But outside of that, like Dustin Brown is garbage, and Andre Kopitar is putting up he's points because so he's bad. playing. Yeah, he's just he's dog turds, and Kopitar is playing hurt, I think. I mean, I don't watch the Kings, but he, he did from what it looks like. So, I think... He, he was not the, in the lineup tonight. Oh, he wasn't? No. Oh, okay. And it was, Martin but, Jones did anyways. start that game, so yeah, we're going to get quick tomorrow. Okay. And then, um, obviously, they're one of their top-pairing defensemen is a woman beater, so he's not playing hockey right now. Um, no. So... I mean, I think the Wings have a pretty good matchup. John Quick is Jonathan Quick has been like really good to start the season. So you know, with the Red Wings having their scoring issues as of late, that's kind of a a, a bit of a a um, concern. But the the thing that really stands out about the Kings is that they lead the league in fighting. So it's like, I don't know, maybe the Red Wings might come might. They might smoke them. Who knows? Like <clears throat> the Red Wings. That's the thing I love about this team is they don't fuck around with fighting at all, and uh, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. So who knows? Maybe 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 the the power play is starting to pick up now that that Duke has inspired everybody. Um, but who knows? Um, all I know is that I have never once in my life said I miss Johan Franzen. And here I am saying it right now. Put it on record. I missed that guy. I missed Man, I do that, too. A ton when he I uh, the tore his ACL. He was playing. He was, yeah, oh, I know. when he tore his ACL at the beginning of that season. Yeah. 
he was playing good hockey, man, like before he got hurt this season. Like he was playing really well and uh he had a great camp, like in a great he just looked like like just a different player and I mean, you know, it is what it is. He's a streaky guy. But whatever. We put up with it because he gets paid peanuts. So um I think he's a I, I think if he comes back on Sunday um, that'll be huge, and I'm just ready for the observation there because something's got to happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, with uh, with Weiss going on IR, that'll that'll solve the problem. Yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah, but, but the guy who's going to sit, gotta, uh, somebody's got to sit in the somebody's got to sit in Cleary's cabana, though, right? Yeah, it'll be nasty. Oh uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's. You know, it is. He's he's like leading the player, leading the team in like forty, like over sixty minutes. But you know, I uh, he's just you know he just yeah you know it's kind of like how There's, Helm is right now. It's like you got to figure it out, man. <laughs> Let him pull for uh, for Mississippi win this game. So uh, you can see that Babcock is starting to to put it to work him. Yeah. Looked, he's he's looked ineffective with uh, Shahan and Yurko, which right, which can't happen. Um, I mean, I like the kid. He he works hard. He's he's doing like yeah. the basic stuff right, and he's he's getting a little unlucky. But uh, when it comes down to it, if we're looking to get a scorer back in the lineup, uh, we got to take mm-hmm. a scorer out of the lineup. And and Nestrosil is the easy easy call. Easy, easy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind him. You know, the thing is, is that I wouldn't. I, I, you know, everybody says it's like Weiss is probably a better decision over him, and I'm like, uh, yeah, probably, probably not. Um, even, even if he was healthy, I just don't think he's. Actually, you know what? I take that back because I don't know what a healthy Weiss looks like. Because, exactly, that's uh, what I was going to say. That. We don't know so, what Weiss is. Like, I don't know I, what that. I don't know what Weiss does. Yeah, so I can't, and I don't know if we'll ever know. So, <laughs> whatever. And that's a good segue in it seg into the uh, into the Stephen Weiss rant. Let's talk about our Stephen Weiss feelings. Uh, I've is it, is it like the question in a little box? Right they are. I think they're the locked in a. It's a little pink oh. box actually, and it's essentially. Uh, I'm not going to think about or care about Stephen Weiss as, until he's actually on the ice. Um, right. And essentially, uh-huh. and, until he changes my mind, uh, I want him bought out uh, come next June. Same. Yeah, I, I think I mean, too. I, yep. I thought of I I thought about it last mm-hmm. season, like last off season, and I was like, man, should they just like cut their losses and buy the guy out? And I, you know, at that time, it was like, ah, it's probably way too early. Um, at this point, it's like. Dude, you played one AHL game. Um, it, it, good God, man. Um, it's just, it's not pretty. Does Like, the question I have to ask, is this one of the worst signings Ken Holland has ever made? Like, I mean, <laughs> God damn it. Like, I, I don't see how I you know that call it any other way. Yeah, I yeah, think I mean, what makes it even like, worse is, Watching Philpola play, and how it was like they turned it so much into it's it Philpola or Weiss, and then you watch Philpola play, and you're like, right. And 
Yeah, right I mean, obviously that makes all, it way so. worse. I think yeah, it makes, makes it worse. worse. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, like, I know Philpola's, Philpola's production is highly inflated due to playing with Steven Samkos right now. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is, but it, it, I can't, I can't, you can't tell me that Valtteri Filpula, even when they let him go, um, you can't tell me Steven Weiss was a, a, a better option. Like, yeah, he's proven to score 60 plus points, whatever, but it's like, you know, I don't know. And it, it, it's so funny because it goes back to the whole, all the diggers basically putting putting Filpula up on a fucking crucifix. Like, it just, it makes it look that much worse, in my opinion. Like, but it is what it is. You know, I think with Weiss being, coming in and, you know, obviously being hurt all the time and never playing, we would have never gotten, I mean, you know, well, we would have gotten him, but I, I don't think we would have gotten the role that Riley Sheehan played. So, you know, it. I don't, because before last season, I was like, I don't know what the hell this Riley Sheehan kid's ever going to do. Um, and now it's like, damn, going forward, if Weiss gets bought out, um, that guy, I wouldn't mind being a second line center. Like, I don't mind that at all. Like, I wouldn't mind them not pursuing another center and just committing him to being that second line guy. Um, and, you know, like, I think the Riley Sheehan and Thomas Tatar, um, matchup is a, is a really nice second line thing, you know, it's, it's nice. So, you know, obviously they're not scoring right now, but we know they can do it. We thought last year. So I don't know. I think it'll, it'll work itself okay. out, but I'm, I'm with JJ saying, I'm not going to worry about Weiss unless he is on the ice wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey and, um, not getting hurt after playing two periods. So no, He's going to come right after the trade deadline so that Ken Holland can tell us that that's the right <laughs> Probably. Either, oh, that or, either that or Daniel Alfredson will. <clears throat> it's crazy. Daniel oh, Alfredson hasn't. He, yeah. hasn't. he hasn't officially announced retirement, right? No. Right. I think the last thing I read was that he's waiting until November. That he's going okay. to decide, like, decide in November whether he plays or not. Right. Can you imagine, like, the team right now with, like, a fully healthy Daniel Alfredson? Like, mm. like that's, God, that would be magical. Um, but whatever. I'm not going to sit here and play Fantasy League, so. Well, yeah. the Flyers, oh. are, they signed uh, Carlo Coliaco. Oh, no. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, it's announced. Oh, you know, my God. Speaking of former wing uh, defensemen, I was reading through the uh, the Galloping Greg thread today. Cause <laughs> I don't know why, it just got me going. So that was it was like a half hour of reading that. I wonder what Ian White is doing these days. Is it in like the KHL or something? I don't know. I, I mean, he's obviously not in the NHL, but I don't know. Wow. Yeah. It's like he's he's a right-handed shot. He's good on the power play. Huh. How about that? I still have such a hard time believing that we have so like we have one right-handed shot. I have no idea. Like 
Ottawa has a full forward line of right-handed forwards, and we just have zero. Yeah, Ian playing for uh, Tractor Chelyabinsk in the KHL. Ooh. You know what? Like I, I don't know. I don't think. Eh, I don't know. Like I'm glad. Well, hey, I'm glad we didn't sign Dan Boyle. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we did. Hey, I'm glad we didn't sign Matt Niskanen. <laughs> to yeah, I mean, in fact, yes. I'm a I don't know. If we like absolutely had Anton to add. Strollman. If we had to add like a guy <laughs> who is currently not on the team and who is available, uh, I'd put Nick Jensen in the lineup before Ian White any day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would too. I mean, hell, I'd call up Joe Hicketts. Fuck it. <laughs> Just fucking burn into it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for fuck it. Why not? He's not a right-hand shot, but he's young. He can learn, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just make him play right-hand. I don't care. Turn Erickson into a... That's what I was saying about... Or, that's what I was saying about Erickson. It's like, the dude sucks at shooting, so just fucking give him a, a different st- a different stick and just say, hey, um, here you go. But I'm obviously yeah. just kidding, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, with how many years it took him to get used to playing as a, as a defenseman, <laughs> I don't think we've got another, another yeah. five years to wait for him to learn how to use a stick the other way. True. That would be a good precursor for his next extension. The Stephen Weiss buyout, provided it happens in the summer, uh, it lasts for six years. It is two years of basically $1.1 and then in 2017 it jumps up to 2.6, and then for the last three years it jumps down to uh, about 1.7. So... Honestly, the cap is supposed to keep going up. That is not an offer right. cap hit or just a, no, no way. a blown admitting your mistake, especially considering three right. of those years are going to be uh, Anthony Manta at uh, entry-level payment. So Basically, yeah. Basically, so, you just call right, Anthony right. Manta a $2 or a $3 million player, and he'll should be pay, play, should be paying at playing at a level where that would still be a criminal criminal underpayment. So yeah, I mean, basically you just have to right. wait, give Weiss a chance because there's there's no point in not giving him a chance if he's going to be good. Then yeah, I mean nobody wa- actually people do want him to be a bust, but I I think that's fucking childish. Um, I don't want yeah. him to be a bust. I want him to be worth five million. I want him to be worth ten million. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I want to be realistic. Give him a chance because you can't trade him and you can't waive him. Um, no, no team's going to want him, and he's got the no movement, no trade. Um, and then yeah. if he doesn't change our minds, then yeah, just buy him out. Thanks for nothing, dickhead. Um, get mm-hmm. bent. Well, what if, here's the question, JJ: Is what if he's hurt over the summer? Did Michael uh, Thomas? You know what I mean? If he's fucked. Uh, in that case, like, at that point, my answer would honestly be to file a grievance against him. Yeah, either that or you just Chris Pronger him, basically. Yeah. Like just LTIR Here, you can keep collecting your salary. We're not going to buy. We're not going to buy you out. But if you show up anywhere near us, uh, I'm going to break your legs. Basically, yeah. I officially condone or endorse that plan. Um. 
but I could see how an unscrupulous person uh, benefit from it. I'm I'm with you. Like if if he can't get healthy within like the next, if he can't play an NHL game in like, I don't know. I don't want to be too unrealistic, and I don't want to be. I don't know. I don't know. And let me know if this is bad, but. If he can't play an NHL game in like 15 or 20 games from now, then absolutely 100% I want him bought out. Like, I I just, it's just not consistent enough. And, I mean, I don't know. I just wouldn't, I would rather him, I don't know, I'd just rather it just pay the $1 million or whatever, $2 million it is a year cut your losses, yeah, I, I'd like for Holland to say I fucked up here or whatever. He's not going to do that, but um, a buyout would, would basically say, yeah, I fucked up here. Let's just cut our losses and pay them and get them out of here, but the thing is, is it's like do the Red Wings right now, like, God forbid that another injury bug hits us, what are we looking at? Like, like things could get so ugly because like of this guy, um, you know. Just because I mean, people could say, yeah, Franzen can play the center. I don't like him as a center. I don't think he looks good as a center. Um, I, you know, what what depth do you have there? It's like, what are you gonna bring Thomas Nozek up with his fucking ripped up hand because he cut it when he was opening a box? Like, I don't know. It's just like it's very. I mean. Personally, I think Kevin Porter is probably going to end up playing a game a game or two for us at some point, and it's going to suck. Um, but, I mean, like, at the AHL level, I don't think the Red Wings are nearly as deep as they, that everybody thinks they are. Um, just, I mean, Andreas Athanasiu, um, great player, but nowhere near ready for the NHL level. So... I don't know. It's uh it's it's troubling to me because I'm like in the back of my mind in my negative mind I just imagining the trade deadline coming and seeing some trade for fucking Chris for, for speed or something. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it's bubble guts, but I I don't I don't I, I don't know. I I think it's hard because, I mean, they went through it last year. And, I mean, unless the injuries get as right. bad as they did last year. And I also think it's going to depend on where they are in the standings because that that played a part in the move last year. And, you know, I think we all lamented, you know, Yarncroft for Legwand, and a, but Yarncroft's not doing anything right now. And Nashville's on nope. a hell of a start. So, um, yep. you know, he could have had an opportunity to do something. I, I mean, I'm not – and I'm not going to say I give. I believe everything Holland does. Um, I do believe that they make decisions with a lot more information than we have. So, right. Um, but if if White's got hurt and then somebody else got hurt, I mean Nyquist is a natural center, so you could put Nyquist at center. You got Helm yeah, to the center. Yeah, scares the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, it's with center playing in your fourth line right now. Yeah, so I mean, there are centers on on the team and in the system that could come in. You could take, you could take a guy like Nyquist, 
put him at center with, I mean, I don't know who else we're assuming is getting hurt in this hypothetical scenario, but you put Nyquist with fuck Franzen and somebody, Franzen and Abdicator. <laughs> I fuck. Everybody, everybody's hurt but Franzen's healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that'll happen. <laughs> Happened last year, go figure. Yeah, so. it's perfect. But, but I, I don't know, I think that the lessons from last year um, with bringing up kids, I mean, I, they, I think they would bring up a kid before they ever made a move like they did last year. That, the leg one one was that was yeah. desperation, and yeah. it ultimately it worked to get them the goal that they were doing, which was getting playoffs. I mean, everybody knew that right. the team just wasn't good enough to, to make any noise or anything. That was about getting in the playoffs, and I think that that when the um, you know when conversations were had behind closed doors. I bet a lot of the, the talk was around, hey, let's just get in the playoffs and get all these kids some experience of a playoff series at, at the NHL level. You know, let's right. do that. And then, you know what, we'll cut our losses for the year. We can always blame the injuries, and everybody will still say, wow, they were so injured and they still made the playoffs. This year, based on the start they're having, um, unless they sustain injuries like they did at that level last year, I don't think they'll have that excuse built in again. Right. But I also yeah. think that I think that Holland I, I believe this based on the way he normally reacts, I think he'd be fairly patient before he made any sort of knee jerk reaction moves. That, that's not Holland's style, typically. Yeah. You know, I mean he, I Yeah, think, I mean I think his his tendency is more to sit back and do nothing rather than make a move just for the sake of making a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's more of a. I mean, I don't think they're. I mean, the whole talk about the trade for Tyler Myers, I think that's pretty much put to rest at this point. Um, you know, he's he's shown that he doesn't really want to deal up these these kids anymore. And um, I mean, Kelly Arncroft is just like, it is what it is. I mean, that was a. Whatever it sucked at the time, but it's like now I just don't give a fuck. Like, so yeah, whatever. It's been ass. Fuck it. Fuck Yarn Crock. I hope he never scores again on the NHL. Um, yep. He can kiss my ass. Forever. I hope that he ends up I mean, playing I mean, against Villaleno in the KHL forever. <laughs> oh, that's actually. So, I mean, with, with Jordan Crockett's, I mean, do we really think he would have made the team this year? No. No way. So, you know, they got something of value for a, a, a short-term rental last year that got them to the playoffs. I mean, if they had re-signed Leguan, then I would be still pissed about that trade. But at this point, that trade is its irrelevant. It's like, it's like waving uh, at this point. Matthias Riddler. Like, who cares now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling so bad. When, 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 yeah, it was, that was exactly what I was we, 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 Was it a waiver eligible? To, 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 I thought I wasn't going to make the team in a team that was 
full of centers this year and he was going to have to go on waivers and get picked up anyway, then, yeah, that does kind of change the whole we waste him in the leg one trade consideration. Yeah. But I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, whatever. What else do we got to talk about? Fuck these people. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Howard's Howard. pretty good. Yeah. Jimmy yeah, Howard is pretty darn good. I, yeah. I felt going into this season that if there was one player that the Red Wings needed to have a, a better season than they, than he did last year, not counting the, you know, that's because Edward need to be healthy because that's a given. It, it was happening. Right. There was nobody else oh, on the totally. team that needed to bounce back the way Howard did. And I saw, um, mm-hmm. it was funny, I saw Steve Birch tweet something, it was a few days ago, and it was very early in the morning, so I didn't really feel like getting into an argument with him, but it was something about um, even strength save percentage, and he was saying, like, you know, halak and quick, and a lot of these quote-unquote better goalies that you consider all had lower ones, and Jimmy Howard and Andre Pavlik had, like, they were at, like, 916 or something, and it said maybe you can't judge a player's ability based off of the first, you know, eight to ten games of the season. And I ended up going back and looking just because I was going to argue with him and say, you're a fucking douchebag. In the last yeah, five much. seasons, the full, in the last full se- five seasons, these are, are his even strength save percentages going backwards from last year. 919, 937, 929, 916, 925. So the number that he quoted was, I believe, 916 now, which tied for his lowest of the last five years. And I just wanted to send it back to him and say, you're a fucking idiot. I just, I don't know why I follow the guy, but that's, that's the second, that's a separate conversation. But Howard has been phenomenal to start the year. Yeah. Just, I mean, he's, he's the reason. He's been one of the reasons why the penalty kill has been so successful. Um, I, I think he's been our best penalty killer. And, um, you know, whatever, some games aren't as good as the other. Um, last night, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, he's sitting at 4-1-2 and two so far this season. Um, you know, he's gotten under two goal, goals against average, and he's, above the league average and save percentage. So, um, you know, it's only seven starts, but, you know, that's I'm okay with that, where he's at right now. Um, the defense has looked a lot more competent, and that helps him. So, you know what? <laughs> Fuck the haters. Uh, I think Jimmy Howard's a great goalie, and, um, you know, obviously, obviously it's only seven starts. We'll see where it goes. But as it stands right now, I think he's a – you know he's 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 done a great job so far. So whatever. Yeah, among goalies who have faced played at least ten games, he has the second best. Or not ten games, excuse me. Um, faced at least. Uh, what are we going to look at? Goalies that have faced at least twenty shots while shorthanded. He is second mm-hmm. in shorthanded save percentage at nine seventy three. 36, he's 36 uh-huh. for 37. The only goalie better is Varlamov, who is 46 for 46, which is pretty damn impressive. But at even strength, right. he's, he's at 916, and he hasn't given up a shorthanded goal yet, so that's good. But he's only faced four shots. But 
you know, you combine those two, and he's just, I mean, he's, he's just, he's having a great season to start. Right. Better than he did last season, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, if, and if the Wings are only going to score two goals a game, I mean, he's going to be counted on a lot. He he basically single-handedly got them a point against Boston. He yeah. got them in it against Pittsburgh. And uh, he made some really good saves uh, last night as well to keep them in it when it yeah. was uh, in the second period. Uh, Washington had a lot of really good looks on, the, on their power plays, even though they only got Definitely. one goal. Um he uh, he he was his rebound control. I thought that I think this year has been much stronger than normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I agree. He's scrambling a lot. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit on him, and I, I don't don't disagree with you guys on this, but uh, I I think it's actually a little promising thing is that Jimmy Howard is. Uh, got a 9.28 save percentage. He's he's doing great. He's getting wins, and uh, honestly, I I don't know because I don't have a count, but uh, it seems like a higher percentage so far in this uh, very small sample size than than usual of his goals have actually been ones that I wish he had made the save on. Um, right. I, I, he hasn't had a lot of bad goals, but he's had a few. So I think that's actually promising because yeah. I expect him to not uh, not keep up that pace. Um, and so maybe if, if other areas he's he stops making saves that uh, that are amazing, uh, but just start making more of the the general, uh, it'll all even out. And basically, uh, the rushing isn't going to hit at all if if it hits at all if or not hard. So that's a uh, I'm. I'm positive on right. that. Right. I love it so far. Uh, the is, save yeah. on Niskanen you know on the, the cross-ice pass, short-handed, was amazing. Lot. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was oh, so yeah. understated too, because it wasn't one of, it wasn't flashy or anything. He just he got his pad across and and got it on there. And then there was the other one where Ovechkin tried to tried to go high on him, and he he chested it up into the air. And I thought, well, that was a mm-hmm. incredibly good job scoring to him and, and directing the shot in a good way. Right. Yeah, and, and a big part of it too is the the wings in general are allowing fewer shots. So uh, they're currently sitting sixth. They're allowing a, uh, twenty-seven, basically twenty-seven shots a game. So, and they it's not like they've had an easy start to their schedule. I mean, did twice, Pittsburgh, Washington, Montreal, amongst their first nine games. So, oh, and Anaheim. So you look at those six yeah. games. I mean, that's that's a tough start. It, it'll be nice. They got L.A. on Friday, and then maybe they can finally start playing some some cupcakes and start playing even better. Hopefully, I don't want to call Buffalo a cupcake because I just don't want that that I don't want that on me right now. <laughs> I think that we're all terrified of of losing to Buffalo on Sunday. Knowing the win, I mean, the they will beat did it. So thank God. Knowing the Wings, they will beat L.A. and then lose to Buffalo. Yeah. And you know what? Whatever. If that, if that happens, then fuck it. Who cares? No, yeah. I'm I still going to care. Whatever. <laughs> hey, yeah, everybody will care. But. Buffalo has two wins this year. So, they won twice. Carolina's still over. 
Oh, yeah, they're all. Yeah, that's true. Good place to build peace. Yeah. No, I was actually happy to see that uh, Buffalo finally scored their first power play goal of the season tonight against Boston because I was just absolutely sure that that was something that was going to happen on Sunday. <laughs> and they have like double the chances as the Red Wings, haven't they? Um, I don't know if probably. it's double, but they're in like the 40s. Yeah, I mean, you're behind all the time. You get lots of, lots of power plays. Right. Uh, let's see. Buffalo has had four. Detroit's had 34. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. We suck. Tampa's had 42. Of course. No. Yeah, but when you have a player like Steven Stamkos, it just doesn't even count. Like, the dude can score whenever he wants, so. Minnesota, I, I don't know if they scored a power play goal tonight or not. They are, uh, they're still over on the power play. Right. I'm going to look into that right now, talk about something. Um, Pittsburgh, 40%. 15 power play goals. Yeah. That's, in, that's insane. That is insane. Yeah, well, they're, fuck them. What do you expect? I mean, they're just, you know, they're, you know, when you when you've got players like Sidney Crosby and Malkin, and then it's just, of course, they're going to score a lot. So we've actually fucking up on our power play. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, same thing. What we ought to do is play up on the power play. Just fucking play what? Luke Lindenning at the point on the power play as a right-handed shot. Let's just go nuts. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Do it. Who cares? Have him shoot the puck in. Yeah, um, the Minnesota didn't score a power play goal tonight. So they're still over. Okay. Jeez. And that's, still a, that's a mess. And yet they win. Like, they're they're winning games. So that's uh, pretty wild. Yeah, I see what you did there. They just beat San Jose in the shootout, so. Hmm. Wow, San Jose has already given up three shorthanded goals. So Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy. Whatever. Maria, are you still alive? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so she's going to try restarting, and I haven't seen her since. Um, oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Anyway, what else do we have to talk about? Um, I like, uh, how about the Red Wings' uh, number one penalty killing unit? Is it still number one? Number one, as of right this second, 93.8%. Hey, that's pretty good. It's, it's damn good. <clears throat> so that's pretty damn I don't like good. Tony Granado. Yeah, I don't know what were, uh, I don't know what he implemented, but jeez. Actually, you, you know, know what it's funny because should... the players that they play on the penalty kill are all the players that are good when they don't have the puck. <laughs> Well, I mean, you spend so much time chasing the puck. You have to have 
those skills. <laughs> but the NBC actually had a, a really good breakdown of it yesterday uh, on the game where they talked about the, the middle of the ice and how the forward would basically kind of hover around, kind of like the hash marks or the face-off dot there, and would yell out. I think they were yelling inside, inside, or something like that. I think that's what they said. So instead of the defenseman just kind of blindly flinging it off the boards and hoping that the defenseman yeah. doesn't get in the way of it, if the if the forward is open, you know, you give him the outlet, and then he's got an easy shot down the ice. So right. I thought that was really interesting. I I would love to go back to last year's penalty kill and. Uh, see if uh, that same kind of setup was happening or if that's something that Granado implemented. Right. Yeah, well, I don't know. Whatever it is, they're doing it all right, so I'll take it for now. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of makes up. I mean, it doesn't totally make up for how bad the power play has been, but it definitely helps. So, um, you know, we'll just hope that they can figure it out on the power play um, and hope that they keep moving moving forward with that, you know. Um, another per- another thing I want to talk about is Darren Elm. When is he ever going to figure it out? Like, is is it just do we just have to accept accept oblivion here and just embrace that he is and he is just not going to score? I mean, I remember was I don't know if it was a, if it was last night, but I think he had a really good scoring chance and he just couldn't bury it and it seems like it's every night and it's just like god damn it dude just like lift the puck and get it in like you god i don't know i and you know jj and i talked a little bit about this and it's just how good would it be to have darren helm able to you know pot a couple and you know he's playing on a line with uh you know i mean obviously you never really know what the lines are but you know Starting with Datsuk at Tatar, and it's just like, do you really want him there now? Like, is that something you want to go forward with? Like, I don't know if I want him there. Like, you know, it's just like there was that one goal against um, where he had an assist on Datsuk, where he was just against Philadelphia, where he was just Datsuk was basically just left in the zone alone, and you know, it's an easy play to make. You just give it to Datsuk, and he just goes and does his Datsuk thing, but so I don't really want to call that like an awesome play by hand, but it was a good play, but um, the dude has just got to score more goals, like I just I I don't know What do you guys think? It was going to be different apparently they can be off at the same time and they can't both be on at the same time so uh, switch back right. and forth, and I guess as long as they're both being uh, defensively responsible all the time, it, it'll be okay. But yeah, yeah, for as many scoring chances as he, as he creates, because he's got surprisingly good hands, just the finish right, is, yeah. is so frustrating. It just doesn't seem like he can lift the puck. Like, I mean, obviously not everybody can lift the puck like that. He does. I mean, he could. He could flip the fucking puck over over the Statue of Liberty, but you know it's just it, that's what it seems like it is. Sometimes he just can't elevate the puck over, you know, up in that top corner. And obviously that's a you know that's a quality that elite players have. And Darren Howell is far from an elite player, but you know you'd like to see it at least once or fucking. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Better at uh, being able to do the the little spinning chop at the puck that uh, that got. <laughs> 
Tomas Holmstrom a, a bunch of goals in his career. Right. Or um, if he's going to play on the the net front of the the defense uh, the power play, uh, the dude's got to get meaner. Um, there have been a lot of times where oh, the goalie has had the crazy. Uh, I literally screamed at the television. I don't know. Is it you guys, or am I just getting a terrible connection here? No, I'm. I with JJ. I he cuts in and out every once in a while. It's very intermittent. But on that one, I missed like all of what he said. I literally uh, didn't know. I did not pick up a thing you just said. <laughs> yeah. Is that that Kansas uh, phone reception? Oh, maybe maybe it's just me and you now. She talked uh-huh. bad about all the other people. Oh shit, JJ's still there. <laughs> I thought to drop you guys from the call too. Yeah. Uh, oh, whatever. Okay. Talk about me like I'm Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny. Good time. Uh, no, Good the, time. Uh, the the short version of that is that Darren Helm needs to spend more time on the power play, uh, jabbing his stick into goalie's crotches. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes, agreed. He's got to be a, he's got to be a shit bag, basically, in 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 a, in, in, in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, entirely. Yeah, he. I mean, I like the idea of him on a top line, but it just you know, with the speed and everything, it's like that's great, but it doesn't mean anything if you can't do something, you know, with the puck or so on like that. So, you know, I don't know. It just it, it is what it is. Maybe maybe he needs to move back down. And uh, move Yurko up. Yeah, I mean, I thought Yurko last season with uh, with that suit was pretty nice, but I mean, and that's the thing is, stubborn Mike Babcock is uh, probably not going to do that. So, um, you know, whatever. I guess we'll just we'll wait it out and see what happens. Obviously, when Franzen comes back, uh, Darren Helm's going down. So. Uh, he's probably going to be back on that third line again, I would imagine. Um, but who knows? I mean, Babcock likes to throw those curveballs at you. So, um, but yeah, you know, the stubbornness of Mike Babcock is uh, definitely not helping his case right now. Um, so, whatever. I mean, as long as they figure out a way to win a game in the third period, I guess I'll just deal with it for now, blindly. Uh, leading more games fire would be nice. But I'll wait until we Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah I mean, the last game they won like, outright going through the whole game, wasn't that Toronto? <laughs> um, yeah. Because yeah, Pittsburgh, well, they, cause they won in overtime the next game against Toronto, then they lost to Montreal. Then they came back against 
Um, yeah, because they came back against Pittsburgh and Washington. So, yeah, the, last, the only game this year that has been like a comfortable game to watch and not really concerned about the outcome was that first Toronto game. Which is, you know, you probably should be more – we should probably be more concerned about that, but – I don't know. Eh, I don't you wanna, know what? Whatever. I, all of their – I mean, if you look at it from a, from a statistical standpoint, all of the things that they're doing are sustainable, repeatable behaviors. They're limiting shots. They're not getting a ton of shots, but they're also not scoring at what can even be considered a league average shooting percentage right mm-hmm. now. They're getting, they're getting very good goaltending. So – you know, I'm right. sure somebody will say, well, Jimmy Howard's, you know, if you look at it from a PDO standpoint, somebody will say, well, Jimmy Howard's save percentage is going to come down, to which I would say, yeah, but guess what? Shooting percentage should go up. So that should still even right. out a little bit. So um, their, you know, their play is is good. And, you know, for, and for a team that really is not a, a, an ultra-talented team top to bottom, these games should be competitive, especially against better teams. If they were doing this against Carolina and Buffalo and um, Colorado and, um, you know, just the weaker teams in the league, then, yeah, I'd be concerned. But doing how they've played against who they've played, it's a, it's a good start to the season. There's room for improvement, but um, I, I have not at this point we, – we're not going to look back in – March and think, God, they really left a lot of points on the table in October. Yeah, which is which is the key in the East because the East is is so wide open now that Boston has decided to suck. <laughs> well, they haven't decided to suck. They just got to deal with it because you know they lost one of the best. I mean, whatever. I still think Char is one of the better defensemen in the league, and you know he's uh, he's down and he's out and. Uh, who knows what he's going to be like when he comes back. So, um, you know, uh, I think it's, a, you know, it's, it is what it is, but, um, I, uh, yeah, they got to deal with that. And I mean, they traded away like <clears throat> their second best, or well, probably their third best defenseman, but because Dougie Hamilton is probably their second best defenseman. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, boy, that boy Chuck trade is just, Fucking glorious right now! Thank <laughs> God. Oh baby. yeah, I, I mean, just... never, never underestimate what a bad cap situation can can do down the line yeah. for your team. Because, right? I mean, you know, Shirelli, he put he put them in that situation where they had to make a trade, and you can't just dump whoever you want. So. You know, that's what happens when you lose a, a good player. I mean, look what the Red Wings, it's one of the things I have actually enjoyed about Holland over the last couple of years is that he has left the team with some cap flexibility in case somebody big does get hurt, where he hasn't had to right. trade away, um, you know, somebody good in order to become cap compliant, and then you get some injuries, and then you're just like, oh, shit, why did we trade that guy away? So, yeah. But, I mean, it but seems Montreal, like every night, it seems, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, but I mean, but Montreal has uh, kind of taken up the torch of of what Boston was doing because they're they're just playing very well. Right. Yeah. They're they're on fire. But 
they're due to come back down to earth sooner or later. And um, anyways, they're uh, they're just they're just riding they're riding really good goaltending right now. Carey Price is playing out of his mind, so whatever. But um, it's just like every night it seems that when when the uh, when the Islanders play, aside from tonight because they're getting pasted by Colorado. Um, it seems like I just see Bruins Twitter talking about Boychuk and how good he's playing, and it's just mm-hmm. so it's so beautiful. It's so good. It's like uh, Red Wings Twitter talking about Hosa. <laughs> or Yarncrook. Uh-huh. Uh, not this year because... Excuse me. That's a good way to put it. Pretty much, yeah. What else we got? Uh, let's uh, let's look ahead a little bit. So we've got we've already talked about the Kings and the Sabers game. Uh, after that, uh, stay on the road. Back to back Tuesday, Wednesday with uh, to Ottawa, and then into New York for the Wednesday night rivalry game against our hated rival, New York Rangers. <laughs> the the bastards and the uh, whoever they have on that team, I guess screw them all. <clears throat> Rick Nash, John, John Moore, John Moore. Well, he's 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 gonna dislike him. Oh no, I think he still be suspended by then. But yeah, Chris Kreider, nobody likes him. My only yeah, memory, I mean, it's funny. My only memory of a Red Wing Rangers game that I can actually remember happening is one that I don't even remember happening. Because I was in Vegas <laughs> and I was I was at a at a restaurant getting um, very very intoxicated and the they had uh, where we were eating we were overlooking the casino floor and they had TVs by the tables and one of the TVs happened to be showing uh, the NHL Network and the Wings and Rangers had played that night by the time we were eating dinner it was mm-hmm. like nine thirty at night so the game was long over and I was watching the highlights trying to hold my head up while looking at the highlights, and I believe the Red Wings lost. That's it. I could not, I couldn't tell you anything that happened in a Rangers-Red Wings game last yeah. year. Yeah, there's literally, I mean, there's less of a rivalry there than there is for the Caps and, and Wings. That's how fucking bad it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there, there are so many rivalries to choose from that I, I don't know. It's like they're, they're just trying too hard, but, um, yeah. I mean, the, the 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 Ottawa game, I think this is a good part of the schedule. It's going to get busier, but I think the teams are going to get a little bit easier, in theory. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't know that they're going to bank all the points there because it's, they play, mm-hmm. I think it's five and eight by the time all is said and done after Friday. Right. So that's, that's a lot of games in a short amount of time, some travel in there. Um, but... I mean the way they're playing, I I could see them beating LA. They absolutely should beat Buffalo. There would be no excuse to lose to Buffalo. They should beat Ottawa and they probably should beat the Rangers. So, yeah, they'll have a built in excuse the the back to back road for the Rangers and if they don't if they don't win that long as I mean if the right getting three game winning or the four-game winning streak, thanks to beating the uh, that wouldn't bother me. Honestly, if they uh, if they lose like 
like to Buffalo and to Ottawa, then no, they can't lose to the Rangers. But uh, yeah, that, that's whatever. And then they go home to meet uh, New Jersey next Friday. And so that's the mm-hmm. the first game back from a, a road trip. But yeah, they ought to beat up on on the Devils. So yeah, yeah. And then they get into. I mean, they're uh, a team that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, I think they're actually pretty good. They're a lot better now this year than they were last year. But they should still win. They should realistically, they should win. They should win every fucking game for the rest of the year. But whatever. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm looking at their schedule. So. They play from this Friday until until the 31st through the 9th. They play mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six games in, mm-hmm. what's that, 11 days. Then they don't play mm-hmm. again for five days. Right. I that Actually, that long, that long stretch actually concerns me a little bit. Because then they yeah. play the Blackhawks on, the, on the, that Friday the 14th. And... I mean, Chicago's obviously very, very good. I, I don't think I like the idea of, of the Wings being off for five days going into that game. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, brutal. Um, however, I still think that I don't know if the Blackhawks are nearly as good as they they have been in past years. Um, but, I mean, whatever, I'll leave that. I'll let that be. But and so as we all know with this team, so much can change over the next two weeks. Like we don't even know. Like you just don't know what could happen. So yeah, you know, one game that would that should be a runaway win could turn into a yeah, we're probably not going to win that game. Yeah, so, a month of September. They've got fourteen games. Of those fourteen, 14. I would pay, I would call three of those games games against uh, legit contenders. Mm-hmm. You can bump the it up to middle. four. Yeah, you can bump it to four if you want to count the Rangers as a, as a legit contender. And I know mm-hmm. not calling them that pisses off Rangers fans because they made the Cup final last season. But no, they're not a legit contender. Uh, fuck them. Um, but yeah, it's uh, after that middle of the month where we play the Lightning and then the Blackhawks and then the Canadians, it's like Columbus, Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, Philly, Jersey, and Vancouver. So I don't really need to use November to take those well positioned. Uh, that's going to be a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. It isn't looking too difficult either, but still. Um, this yeah. is a, a winnable month for them, and they 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 have to. So I they can't uh, they can't waste waste points in this month. <clears throat> no, and no. honestly, looking at the rest of even if you get into 2014, I know we're jumping way ahead, but even in 2014, um, you know it's Florida, Dallas, Rangers, Carolina, Toronto, Florida, Toronto, Columbus, the Islanders, the Avs, Buffalo, Ottawa, Boston, Jersey. I mean, that's that is another winnable month. The Red Wings, if they play the way they're supposed to, could go into 2015 in in good shape within the division. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, they because should win both games against the Avalanche because fuck them, they suck. Yeah, it's 
it's once they start getting into 2015 that they start that the, it starts getting a little bit tougher. Um, February is going to be February is going to be brutal. They got Pittsburgh, Montreal, Chicago, Dallas, Anaheim, and then their Western uh, California road trip is then. So yeah. February will be a tough February will be a tough month, but. No, they're, they're playing well. I think they can. I think they can go toe to toe with just about anybody the way they're playing right now. Yeah, they can. You know what, man? Scoring scoring effect is a hell of a drug. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. crushed that shit up and stored it on Friday nights like it's nothing. <laughs> it's just like that. That that um that Pittsburgh game is like prime uh, example. Like. You score one goal and your entire team just turns into like the fucking incredible Hulk. So it's like it you know, any game like can be it as long as you know, if it's not a fucking blowout like you've let up eight goals, like uh I don't know if it was New Jersey did to um uh Pittsburgh or something. I I can't remember the team, but um, yes. you know, any game can be won. So I mean you know, I I, I have a mm-hmm. lot of uh Going into any game, I put, I put this team up against any team and and be confident at the beginning at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the no. team just has to. They have to. The 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 problem at hand right now is scoring. You just have to keep scoring, and you have to score in more than just one period. You have to score goals, mm-hmm. and you have to find a way to score in every period. You can't just score in the third period. You know, so. Um, and uh, it it is what it is, but um, I haven't looked at the goal differentials per period right now. But I mean, third period probably looks pretty pretty sexy right now. So I don't know if you want to call that a good thing or a bad thing, but for now, I'll call it a good thing. So, <clears throat> uh, I I would call it a good thing simply because uh, last year, how many how many times did they fall apart in the third period? Or the yeah, only... yeah. So. You know, it's the difference is they're not they're not falling behind in every game and staging these furious comebacks and it's you know their third periods look good because of score effects or anything. I mean, it's it really I, I think they're just generally not falling apart at the end. Uh, I am looking at Detroit right now, so they have scored nine goals in the third period and they've given up seven. Yeah, they're actually. Their worst period offensively is the first period, but ironically, their best period defensively is the first period. So they mm-hmm. have a, a, an even goal differential in the first. They are plus one in the second and plus two in the third and then plus one in overtime. Huh. So they're, they're, they're fairly even across, but they're, they're, you can see they've scored four in the first, nine in the second, or seven in the second, nine in the third. That, they get stronger as the game goes on. Right, which, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if the other team is scoring, if the other team is scoring a lot, then maybe it's not a good thing, but... <clears throat> yeah, so... I don't know. I, I don't mind where the team is at right now, and if they can start figuring out a way to score some goals in the second period, uh, fuck it, who can stop us? Mm-hmm. There you go. JJ, no, what are we no looking at farther. right now? How, how are we doing over there? 
Uh, I'm watching uh, Colorado beat up on the Islanders, and I'm thinking that uh, I will do you one one further than thinking that a positive goal differential in the third period, uh, I would slap somebody in the mouth for disagreeing that that's a good thing. Like, it, it literally could not be a bad thing. Even if you get mm-hmm. killed every game, um, the potential is, is good. Yeah, yeah, I'll, like scoring effects. I mean, it's it's a good thing. Like, you never yeah. know what can happen when you're, you you start scoring goals. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it is what it is. So. That lead, we saw yeah, the Red Wings are well positioned after uh, most of a, a tough October. Um, they've gotten right. a little bit unlucky and are still well positioned. Uh, they're in yeah. great position to, I mean, as long as they don't continue getting unlucky, then yes, this is yeah. a, a good team. Um, and there's reasons to believe that they're going to get even better. I mean, they're they're still trying to improve, and they're still uh, So, I don't know. I'm, if, Man, uh, if just they, wait until if, Anthony Manta comes in. Woo, boy. Man, I, I, I don't know. Anthony Manta comes in scoring goals. The nine-game look uh, for Anthony Manta, if the Red Wings are, like, in first – I, I don't know. I don't know if that's even worth doing. I know. I'm just fucking around, but I, I'm like, I just can't wait for that kid to get healthy and play in the AHL. Like, I, we're getting to the point where it's almost time for him to like start practicing more. Um, he's in Grand Rapids right now, so keep that in mind. Um, so he's probably going to start practicing sooner or later. So or working out with the team. So I'm just like, I'm excited to see him like. With with the Griffins, like I don't even care if he doesn't play at the Red Wings. I'm just excited to see him at the AHL level, and it'll mm-hmm. probably take him a while to, to to heat up or even you know get into shape. But just seeing him play will be uh, uh, you know a sight to scrys for them down there. So um, that's Eddie, I'll, uh, because with but, you right now, Kyle says Anthony Manta gets a hat trick first four games as a Griffin. And he scores the fourth goal between the legs and pulls his stick out. I'll uh, I'll bet you I borrow Starburst. <laughs> That's my favorite candy bar. <laughs> That's actually the candy that I'm ha- that we're handing out to kids tomorrow is uh, Starburst. So uh, uh, with everyone that I hand out, I'm gonna say enjoy your candy bar, you spoiled little prick. <laughs> Do it. Just just kidding. I'm not gonna call him a prick, but I'll say enjoy your candy bar. All right. As I'm dressed up, as I'm dressed up as a girl. So, whatever. Hey guys, think, let's, uh, uh, let's just. Her. Well, let's uh, let's take a minute to just at least say uh, get well, Gordy Howe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, obviously something that you we don't want to see, but you know, it's he it, it's. I, I read a report today that he's saying that he's getting better and he's starting to feel a little bit better, but. You know, the, he is getting he's getting older, but I'm just uh, I just hope the best for him and his family. You know, one of the one of the best hockey players that's ever played the game, and uh, it'll probably be like that forever. So um, I just hope the best for him and his family. And uh, I don't know, I, I I don't know. The guy is tougher than I will ever be, and uh, you know. We just at Winging in a Motown, we uh we just wish the best for him and and the family. 
So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Yep. I think that's a a good thing to end on. Yeah. Just I uh, hope he uh, I hope he bounces back and fuck it comes back and plays another year. Absolutely. <laughs> I remember watching him play a game against like he played a period against uh, in uh, for the Detroit Vipers with his helmet off. He was you know he was old and it was just like a, a tribute thing and it was fucking awesome. But anyways, get well soon, Gordy. And uh, thanks, mm-hmm. uh, Graham and Kyle. Sorry that uh, that Maria died. Um, let me go find her. <laughs> she broke her hand. And, uh, Jeff sucks. <clears throat> yep. Wing and F1 is